What's up, everybody? It's your favorite financial advisor, Patrick McNally here, and I want to welcome you back to the podcast. Got a great show lined up for you today. In our first uh, new segment, be talking about this new uh, this new bill passed by the House, the uh, the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. In our health segment, going to be talking about how to track your fitness performance so that you can get better, stay healthy, stay confident in what you're doing. And then in our wealth segment today, going to be talking about the importance of planning before you retire. Not only when you're in retirement, but before you get there. And I'm going to give you a number of different ideas on how you can be prepared for that one. And then in our freedom segment, I'm going to keep that one a little, uh, I'm going to keep that preview a little to myself, but it's a fun one. It's going to be uh, talking about, oh, something that I did a week and a half ago, and I'm going to encourage you to do the exact same thing. And then obviously at the end of the segment, I'm going to give you some action items to implement. So we got a loaded show for you guys, and thank you for being here. We're launching right into it right now. You've saved, sacrificed, and invested for years. Now, you're no longer getting a paycheck from a job. So the big questions for retirement is this. How do you retire with enough income to live the lifestyle you always wanted without the fear of running out of money, going back to work, or becoming a burden on the people you love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Patrick McNally, and welcome to Retirement Lifestyles. What's up, everybody? Patrick McNally here, Retirement Lifestyles. Welcome to the show. And I've got a pretty good one lined up here for you. I've got uh, a number of things that I want to get to. So I'm going to jump right in to our first segment, which is our news segment. And what I want to talk about is um, articles that last week came out talking about how the House passed a massive climate tax and health bill. And the name of the article, again, House Passes Massive Climate Tax Health Bill, sending Biden a core piece of his agenda to sign. And a couple things I just wanted to point out. And I remember, guys, I always try to tie this back to retirement planning and those kinds of things and thoughts that I get when I see this. One of the number one things that I thought was, wow, what brilliant marketing. If you caught the name of this new bill, it's the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. And the only pro, I mean, that's a great name. Trust me. I mean, inflation is what's on everybody's mind right now. Uh, obviously, we've got lots of concerns about that. So it's one of the number one buzzwords that's going around. And the problem, though, is that, you know, you read through this stuff and I don't really see anything about how this is going to help uh, reduce inflation. So anyway, I think they're using that as a way to get your attention and say, hey, we're going to we're going to reduce inflation by passing this thing in the hopes that ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the U.S. population doesn't even read this thing. Let me tell you why else they don't read it. It's seven hundred and twenty five pages of legislation. <laughs> Amazing. And so I look at that and then I think of things like, well, what else is buried in this fine print? Because what I read is basically a breakdown of some of the top um, the top points, which is like, you know, what are they going to do? What, what What's actually in this and what is this funding going to be? Because what we're looking at here is a four hundred and thirty billion dollar package. I mean, uh, it, it, it's amazing. 
that they're that I don't know where they're gonna get this money. Oh, oh, guess what? It's gonna come from. It's gonna come from us. So anyway, they're talking about uh, manufacturing clean energy products, including a ten billion dollar investment tax credit to manufacturing facilities. Okay, so these are for big companies cutting emissions. That's what we've all been hearing about. Like, how can we cut like forty percent of emissions? Things like that. Research and development, preserving and supporting natural resources, support for states. 30 billion in grant and loan programs uh, for states and electric utilities to advance the clean energy transition. Um, and of course, environmental justice initiatives amounting to more than 60 billion to address the unequal effects of pollution on low-income communities and communities of color. And finally, we get down to something that's actually says for individuals like you and me. And Oh, gee, thanks. It's a tax credit for $7,500 to go buy a new electric vehicle. <clears throat> $7,500. So they're going to give me $7,500 if I go buy that $95,000 Tesla? Wow. Thank you. Thank you, government. What, a, what, a, what an awesome thing. They'll also give $4,000 credit for buying a used, I guess, $60,000 Tesla. Anyway. Um, I think this thing's kind of lame. You know, I, I just think it's wasted money, again, that our government does. But that's neither here nor there. This is not a political show. One of the things that this made me think about as I tie this back to retirement planning for you guys is when I see all these pages, 725 pages of legislation, and wonder what else is buried in the fine print of this thing. Um, it actually reminds me of a, a prospectus that like a mutual fund would use. If you own mutual funds, you own ETFs, uh, investments like that, you know that you get a prospectus each and every year that tells you about the fund, what's going on inside of it, the fees, etc. Well, have you noticed that the prospectus that you receive is a couple of hundred pages long? And when you want to find out some simple things like, what does it actually cost me to go through this, you know, to actually own these funds? It's usually on like the second to last page in like eight point font, you know, the fees. Well, they don't want you to know what's actually going on in the fine print, guys. That's why they send you this thing because they have to, but they don't actually want you to know what's going on in fees. And the same thing goes with variable annuities. If you own a variable annuity, um, you try to read the contract, it's like reading stereo instructions. It's ridiculous. And your fees, they're hidden. They're not easy to understand, but you're paying them. And you need to understand that stuff. And so what we often do for prospective clients when they come here and, and, and we meet with them and we know they own mutual funds is we run a fee analysis and usually comes out to somewhere between one and a half to 3% a year in fees is what most people are paying and they don't even know it. And so there's ways that you can reduce those costs because at the end of the day, those are all fees and things that are coming out of your returns. So you need to know those things. Um, so anyway, I would encourage you to check out things like uh, Yahoo Finance or Morningstar.com. You can go there and, and take your statement with you. Look at your statement and right next to the fancy schmancy name of the mutual fund, there's a five letter a symbol like five capital letters and that's what's called a ticker symbol and you can take that symbol go to the search bar in morningstar.com or in yahoo finance and it will bring up your fund you click on it and it'll show you the expenses and how much you're actually paying you're looking for what the gross expense ratio is you're looking for turnover costs and those are some of the main fees that go into this and you want to know exactly you know what you're paying so check that out 
Um, that's a good homework assignment. If you own mutual funds, go find out exactly what it is that you're paying. So, okay. My next thing I want to talk about is uh, going into our health segment. And I, I purchased, I didn't per I subscribed to a new company called Whoop. W-H-O-O-P. Check it out. Whoop.com. And what this is, is a wearable um, band, a whoop strap or a whoop band. And what it's doing is monitoring and tracking my overall fitness performance. Now that's one piece of it. It monitors your fitness, but it also monitors your sleep monitors, you know, how much rest, um, it, it, you can, you get to a point I've only had it for two days, so I can't totally I, next week, you know, when I do the podcast, I'll, I'll give you a little update because I've only got two days worth of data, but it, it, will monitor how much sleep you're getting, how much you're needing to get. Um, you know, you put in what kind of workouts you're doing and it monitors, are you working out too much or too little? And the thing's costing me about 20 bucks a month. They have a couple of different programs you can do. It's a subscription-based kind of thing. You can try it out for a year. If you don't like it, well, you know, you paid a couple hundred bucks and and you find out. And the the, the whoop strap itself, the wearable, comes with the subscription. So you just pay for like a year in advance and they send you this thing. And I got to say, I'm really liking it so far. I'm just going to log into my, uh, to my, my little whoop strap thing. And uh, I'll tell you exactly what it is that I'm looking at. Cause it's got all kinds of stuff on here that I know I haven't even like scratched the surface um, to do, but like I did some weightlifting today. I did it this morning before I came into the office and I tracked that. So I just hit track workout and it, it knows what my, my heart rate is doing. Um, it monitors that, my resting heart rate, all of that stuff, how many calories I burned in the workout, um, steps I've taken. It, it'll count and monitor your steps. Like, for example, last night it says I got I got a good six hours and 48 minutes of sleep. But it tells me that I actually, let me click on the sleep thing here. So I got 80% of, of the quality sleep that I need. They're telling me I need eight uh eight hours and 30 minutes. Cause I get up at six in the morning, but I usually go to bed about 11. So they're telling me I need to be going to bed more closer to nine o'clock, which I'm going to try. Um, we'll see how that works. But, um, so it monitors your sleep, which is pretty cool. It also monitors your quality of sleep. Uh, how many times a night do you wake up? Are you, you know, getting into that REM stage or that really, really deep sleep where, you know, your body really recovers. So all kinds of stuff talking about recovery. They, they monitor that, give you tips on what you can be doing. So I've just scratched the surface on this thing. Like I said, I got it a couple of days ago, but looking forward to uh, bringing you some updates for, uh, for how we're, we're moving along, but I, I highly encourage it. These are cool things that you can use to monitor your health. You know, I would say this just disclaimer, go talk to your doctor before you start any kind of a, a health program or anything like that. But you know what you, what you monitor and what you track, you can improve on. And again, this kind of ties back to the whole planning that we do. We, we, we tell people all the time, you got, it starts with the planning you know, once you have a plan, then you can go choose the investments. Then you can go choose the the, the type of things that you want to accomplish. But you got to have a plan first. And it's the same thing with your health. If you want to make sure that you're doing it right, you want to make sure that you're tracking uh, your performance. So check out Whoop Whoop.com, W H O O P, and um, and and maybe give them a try. So pretty cool. All right, I am going to head into our wealth segment of the show. 
And in the the wealth segment, I'm going to talk about the importance of planning before you retire. Now, oftentimes I've, I've done shows in the past where I talk about, hey, once you're in retirement, you want to make sure that you're continuing to do this, this, and this. Well, I want to talk about the importance of actually doing a plan before you get there. You really don't want to like, you know, come up to two days before your last day of work and go, hmm, I wonder where my paycheck's going to come from now that I'm no longer getting one. And believe it or not, most people actually do that. So what I like to always tell people is, hey, when you're about five years or less, five years to at least a year before retiring, it is the perfect time to be creating a pre-retirement checklist to to make sure that you're not missing anything, to make sure that you are understanding a few things. So I've got my retirement ready checklist here. I'm just going to walk through a couple things that I have on it. In fact, if you want a copy, um, I'll be glad to email you one, uh, obviously for free. Uh, you can send me an email, patrick at rlaplan.com. Patrick, P-A-T-R-I-C-K at rlaplan.com. And in the... Uh, in the heading part, just put retirement ready checklist in the subject line, put retirement ready checklist, and I'd be glad to send you a free copy of it. So on this thing, I have things like the number one thing, build a retirement income plan. Well, that basically means that you need to sit down and you need to, to, to pencil out all of your different income streams coming in. A lot of people don't do this, and this is the number one thing you got to plan for in retirement is income. Like I said, kind of half jokingly, Where's your money going to come from when you are no longer getting a paycheck from work? It's going to come from places like Social Security. If you have any old pensions or stuff out there like that, if you've got maybe rental income, you want to write down all the sources of income that's coming in and then draw a line down the middle of that page and on the on the right side of it, write all your bills out. Um, if you haven't done a, a budget sheet in a while, it's a good time to do it. But I want you to list out the have-to bills. You got have-tos and you got want-tos in retirement. And the have-to bills are things like if you still have a mortgage on your house, um, what are your taxes? If you still got car payments, if you still got, you know, you're paying utilities, you're paying for the internet, those are all the have-to bills. Those are the bills you know are coming every single month, no matter what. You want to make sure that those are covered each and every month. Now, now when you add in the want-tos, those are the things like the discretionary income, the fun stuff, the fun stuff you really want to do in retirement. That's why you you worked hard for 20, 30, or 40 years, saved, built up that life savings, those investments, and now you want them to go to work for you. And honestly, it can be a little freaky when you first get into retirement and you're like, uh, I've been saving all these years and now I got to take money out. That can be kind of a mind shift change. So be prepared for that. It'd be kind of weird. You're kind of like, I don't want to, I don't want to touch this, this nest egg of mine, this, this life savings that I've grown. And I'm going to encourage you to kind of have a little mind shift about that. That's, that's why it's there. That's why you sacrificed is to be able to, to now start spending some of that. However, you want to spend it in, you know, the most advantageous way. You want to build a portfolio now that's designed to pay you an income from the investments. And I dare say not wanting to sell parts of the investments to get your income. And that's what a lot of advisors are, you know, they've been doing it for a long, long time. The old 4% rule, you know, just sell 4% of your portfolio each year and adjust for inflation and you should be fine. Well, if you sell 4% of your portfolio, 
that means that you're down 4% on top of whatever the market's doing. And at the time of this uh, recording, the market is still down. S&P 500 is still down year to date. So just add 4% onto whatever that's down and it gives you a pretty good idea of what you now have to make up over the next year. Because once you're in retirement, you need to pull that income each and every year. So we don't like selling investments to have to get you your income. We want your, your savings, that big you know, nest egg, if you will, you got the golden egg. Now you want that thing to start, start paying you money off of it without having to sell. So that's income planning. Um, again, that's listing all of your expected income sources. You also want to review, review any employer retirement benefits that you may have coming to you. You know, if you get to potentially take your health insurance with you, that's great. Um, you want to talk to your HR manager about any of those types of benefits. If you've got life insurance and this whole time the company's been paying for it, can you convert that? Can you now take over the payments on that life insurance? Do you still need the life insurance? So these are the important questions you need to, to, be, to be asking before that final day at work. Uh, reviewing your monthly budget expenses. Again, that goes with the income sources. Running a social security income analysis. Looking at, you know, is now the best time, you know, to be taking Social Security or if you're five years to retiring, doing a projection. What's my Social Security going to be? And the best way to do that is to go online and download your most recent statement um, on, on Social Security's website. If you haven't done that, would encourage you to go enroll on the front page there. You scroll down to the bottom left and you, you, you input some information it takes you about 20, 30 minutes, but once you're in, you're in, and then you've got access to all your statements and, and making sure that you stay up to date on what your expected social security benefits are going to be. And, um, if you're starting to get close to 65, well, you want to be thinking about Medicare, you know, especially if you're retiring from a job that's giving you health insurance benefits, you want to time that right to where you go on to Medicare Part A and B. And, you know, you probably need to buy a supplemental insurance to fill in the part that Medicare doesn't pay for. And a lot of people don't know Medicare doesn't pay for 100% of the bill. They pay for approximately 80 and you need to fill in that 20% gap. So that's why companies have come up with supplemental policies or Medigap insurance to fill in some of those expensive parts of Medicare. So you want to review Medicare, definitely deal with an independent insurance agent that can look at all the companies that are available in your state. And just remembering that, you know, when it comes to the price, um, it can vary widely from company to company. So you want to do a review on which company is going to be the best for you. Then pick a Medicare policy and, and, and review it each and every year. And then finally, guys, set that retirement date. Look forward to it. Get excited. It's like the light at the end of the tunnel. You've made it and, um, and you're there. So that's our retirement ready checklist for pre-retirement. I also have a checklist for post-retirement. Once you're there, things that to continue to look at, things to update, reminders, um, specific ages, things like that, important ages and uh, timeframes that you should be aware of. Um, again, I think I mentioned it before, but if you want a free copy of this, I'd love to email you one. Just send me an email to patrick at rlaplan.com and I'll be glad to attach this and send it right back and you've got a copy of it. So pretty cool. All right, that was our well segment. Now we're heading into the freedom segment. And I was thinking this past week, so I went to a really cool restaurant and I'm up in Northern California. I'm in a little town called Redding, California. And we had a brand new restaurant open up called Raw, R-A-W, Raw. 
and you could probably guess it's a it's it's a sushi place and uh, took my family to it a week and a half or so ago and we loved it and it was just a really really cool atmosphere and um, totally updated you walk inside and it's really um, all updated modern uh, very clean really cool uh you know bar area and then the, the area where you see the sushi guys rolling all the rolls and doing their thing and they've even got you know big screen tvs and they had some golf going so i was super excited about that and uh anyway so just a really cool restaurant and and the reason i'm bringing up the whole restaurant thing is i often talk to clients when you know obviously when they're in retirement and i'm like so what do you guys like to do for fun and they're like eh, you know we don't really do too much and i'm like well how often you guys go out they're like oh not very often we we kind of just stay at home and and so I kind of start asking some more questions. And a lot of time, it just kind of comes down to a fear to actually spend some money in retirement. And again, guys, it's kind of this mind shift that you got to have. You've, you've worked really hard to get to this point in your life that now you really want to enjoy it. And I'm going to encourage you, check out a new restaurant, maybe once a month, start there. Um, my wife and I, my family and I, we, we love to eat out and try new places all the time. Uh, yeah, we've got our handful of our favorites. But when when a new one opens up, it's just super cool to to be able to try it out and uh, you know see if it might uh, add to the list of new places. So if you're in my neck of the woods, if you're in uh, Northern California and you're in Redding, check out Raw. But if you're not, we've got clients all over the nation. I know uh, listeners all over the nation, and I'm just going to encourage you guys to have a little fun. You know, if you're married, continue to uh, go on a date night, maybe go try a brand new place. Even if you're like, ah, I just don't even know if I like the food. Hey, try it. You might surprise yourself. It's like I tell my teenage son all the time. I'm like, hey, try this. Like, no, I'm not going to do it. I don't like it. And I finally get him to do it. And guess what? Nine out of 10 times, what happens? Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And then he orders it again. So I'm going to encourage you guys to do the same thing. Have a little fun. Go out, have a date night. Find a group of friends to try something new. Maybe once a month, a group of you, you know, somebody makes the the decision and you kind of pass it around. And 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 once a month, somebody else gets to choose. That could be kind of fun. That just kind of popped on my mind. So that was in my freedom segment. So a couple of action items I want you guys to implement. I always want to leave you action items to do uh, throughout the show, the things that I talked about. So number one action item, I want you to go check out Whoop, whoop.com. Consider a membership for a year. Maybe something to look at. Um, I, I, you know, it's twenty bucks a month. You know, I know that's you know it's not cheap, but it's also not crazy expensive. And at the end of the day, this is about your health and could really benefit you. And you can even share a lot of the the data that you get. You can share it with your doctor. The next time you go in for a physical, show them these charts. You can go online. You can print the charts off. Share them with your doctor. Show them what's going on. And they'd be blown away. So check out whoop.com. Consider a membership there. Number two, create a pre-retirement checklist uh, or email me and request one. I'll send it to you. I've done the work for you. But at least create one. You don't have to get crazy with this. Grab your yellow pad out, um, draw a line down the middle, and put your income on one side, your bills on the other. And you need to find out if there's any gaps in your income and then think about some of the things like Medicare, Social Security, one of the best times to enroll in those things and stick to your plan. Number three, go out this week and try a new restaurant. Definitely have some fun. 
try some new things, maybe a brand new food that you'd never try. Dare yourself. Roll the dice. Have a little bit of fun. And, uh, and definitely live a little bit more in retirement. That's why you're here. And that's why you sacrificed all these years to get here is to have some fun. If you got any questions, I would love to hear from you. You can visit talktopatrick.com, schedule a time on my online calendar for a phone call, and I'll answer any questions that you have. So that's the show. Thank you for listening. And I wish you the best in retirement. If you got something good out of the show, make sure you rate it, give me a thumbs up, and hit subscribe so you never miss out. Also, share it with your friends. Be sure to find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. One more thing before you go. Remember that the information I talk about on this podcast is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but do not consider it as personalized investment advice and cannot be interpreted as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned. You need to visit with a professional advisor, tax, or legal counselor before implementing any of the strategies presented. My firm, Retirement Lifestyles Advisory Group, is registered as an investment advisor, and we only transact business in the states where we're properly registered to do so.